Hello, I'm Brady Evans. The New South Wales Health Minister has sounded an ominous warning about the spread of the Omicron strain of COVID, saying case numbers could soon reach 25,000 a day. Brad Hazard today cited modelling, which shows the reproductive rate of the virus at plus 1.5. The aim since the start of the pandemic has been to keep that figure to less than one. Mr Hazard says case numbers have recently risen sevenfold in just a week. He says on those figures, government epidemiologists have come up with a scenario of cases in the tens of thousands. And what they're telling us um, is that by the end of January, we could be looking at 25,000 cases of, of the virus every single day. Scott Morrison is pushing on ahead with campaigning in Queensland after being classified as a casual COVID-19 contact. The Prime Minister has returned two negative PCR tests after being deemed a casual contact after an event in Sydney on Friday night. He is not required to isolate and has been campaigning in Queensland today for the first time since borders were shut. Mr Morrison says he has been fully compliant with the health directive. I think I'm one of the most tested for COVID uh, Prime Ministers anywhere in the world and probably the most quarantined as well. Uh, and so we always take uh, that health advice very seriously and we fully comply. And before we came up here today, we ensured that we were fully compliant with the Queensland rules. A $34 million centre to help transform the way Australia supports its ageing community has been established at Adelaide's Flinders University. The project has the support of the federal government and brings together the aged care industry, older people and the nation's experts to develop innovative products and services. It is supported by 73 collaborative partners, including consumer advocacy and representative groups, aged care service providers, research organisations, commercial partners and the South Australian government. Flinders University says its work will help develop the capability of Australia's aged care workforce and translate research and innovation into best practice. The university sector says it will take years to recover the losses sustained by the absence of international students throughout the pandemic. From today, international students can travel to Australia without needing a travel exemption. Over the past 18 months, the sector has lost an estimated $2 billion. Universities Australia CEO Katrina Jackson told the ABC, while the sector is glad international students can return to campuses, it will take years to recover. It's hard to recover the way you might in other sectors. The student you don't have in first year, you don't have in second year, third year or perhaps fourth year. So there'll be a nasty tale. Really hard to predict exactly what that means in dollar terms. To sport and in the English Premier League, Manchester City have consolidated their spot on top of the ladder with a 7-0 thrashing of Leeds United this morning. In a tight title race, the flurry of goals moved City within two of Liverpool's goal difference of plus 33. City have a four-point lead over 2020 champions Liverpool, who play Newcastle United on Thursday, while third place Chelsea, a point further back, host Everton. In the other game this morning, Aston Villa defeated Norwich 2-0. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network, and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. And now for the latest weather on Alive 90.5.
It's four minutes past two here on Alive 90.5. This is Business Insights with Mario and Matt. We're excited to be back in studio with you guys after a long, long, brief pause there. And today we're currently seeing at 29.2 degrees, really a warm day ahead. Um, it's, it's been really warm today, quite sunny outside. It's looking like there's going to be a late shower with tops of 31 degrees. And for the rest of the week, it's looking, you know, quite sunny. Today is sunny. Tomorrow is going to be sunny. Tops of 24. It's going to dip down. And Friday is going to be cloudy with 24 degrees. Hopefully we don't see too much rain there. And now on Alive 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. In Mascot, General Homes Drive, just past the, the airport tunnel, there's been a truck breakdown. Southbound traffic affected in... Mm, Wurunga on the M1 Pacific Motorway. Holiday traffic is expected. Be careful and beware in those areas. And it, this is Business Insights with Mario Matt on a live 90.5. It's been quite a while since we've been live in studio. We've been recording interviews outside of the studio that are live on the alive905.com.au website. And Mario, I'm really, really pleased and excited for our first guest live back in studio. Oh, absolutely. We're just going to call him now directly from the not anymore and not any longer besieged Melbourne. But we take a short break and uh, let's call the, our guest, Matt. I think we forgot how to use the studio. That's what it is. Uh. Slowly, slowly, we're getting back to it. Getting back to it. You're listening to Business Insights with Matt and Mario. Thank you guys for supporting us during the lockdown. We'll take a short break and our first guest after the first music number. We'll be with you shortly. help you unwrap your presents with great music this Christmas. Alive 90.5 
Julie on a live 90.5. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are Invictus Partners, an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. Timbers Castle Hill are flooring experts. Not just flooring, SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borrell, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. It's 11 minutes past two here on the Live 90.5. This is Business Insights with Mario and Matt. And so we are blessed with to have our first guest not live in studio, unfortunately, though he is live from Melbourne, Emil Barnum. Emil is a psychotherapist and he specializes in treating anxiety, stress, and the impacts of trauma. He's helped hundreds get better through evidence-based and novel treatments. And he loves creating a therapeutic experience tailored for the individual. That's reason why we. <clears throat> that's reason why we have him as a guest today in the studio <laughs> to help us first. <laughs> <laughs> Emil, welcome to the studio. Hoping you are having a beautiful day so far. It's wonderful to be here, Maria and Matt. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome, Emil. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for uh, accepting my invitation. Emil and I never met in person, but Emil and I shared a mutual friendship with uh, somebody in Melbourne. Uh, one very brave and very uh, courageous woman, Vicky Simos. And uh, I saw that uh, she done the podcast with Emil, and I said, like, okay, let me check on this guy, you know what I mean? And I was like, God, man, you know, psychology, you know, the podcast and everything else. And yet, it was a, such an easy conversation, Matt. So, Emil, we have the tradition here, Matt and I, past four months in studio, when we have the guest, instead of just reading your bio, you know, and just glorifying everything else, you know, we like to let you to you say to our guests, who is Emil Barna? If I didn't say properly your name or surname, blame Matt Caruana. It's his fault, not mine. <laughs> 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 but, you know, people just enjoy my sexy voice. So, Emil, first of all, thank you for joining us in studio. I know your time is precious. And uh, for all listeners of Live 90.5, Business Insights with Matt and Mario, who is Emil Barna? Oh, that's, isn't that the age-old question, who, who am I? Okay. <laughs> what, I would, what I would say is... Um, well, well, thank you, Emil, that will be it, you know what I mean? So that's... that's <laughs> Please continue. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know uh, when I find out who I am. But, but for all practical purposes, 
Uh, I'm a psychotherapist. I've been working in the field for just around seven years and have been, uh, well, have been helping many different individuals uh, kind of come through the other side of addiction, trauma, mental health, stress, issues, all that sort of stuff, which I tend to find uh, quite prevalent in these this society that we we tend to live in more more so in the past two years. But yes. in terms yes. of my own upbringing, I am a, a child of immigrant parents who migrated here in the late 80s. Uh, they came from a communist country of Romania and they had escaped that regime. Mm-hmm. I was born here in Australia, uh, grew up under their tutelage, uh, and I'm the third third child of four uh, four brothers, uh, sorry, three brothers. I'm the fourth child of my parents. Uh, and what I would say is over the time that I've, I've been alive, I've kind of uh, had quite a few stories under my belt, you know, dropping out of school uh, in year 10, deciding to go back after having a, a bit of time underneath uh, full-time McDonald's, uh, that 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 kind of uh, area, and then going back into studies, doing an undergraduate in psychology, and then graduate studies in counselling and psychotherapy, and then starting my own my own work, uh, both privately and publicly. Uh, I write quite a lot. I developed, uh, I put together a podcast where I interview experts in their field, and I try to give a bit of a, a psychological understanding of why we are the way that we are. So mm. in essence, um, I'm a content developer, psychotherapist, writer, and a podcast host. So Emil, okay, I've got, I've got a question lingering heavy on my mind considering the work I do. I, I work a lot with high school students and mm. something that's very big, very, very big is you need to finish your HSC. You need mm-hmm. to finish your schooling. You said you left school at year 10, and mm. now you're a psychotherapist. <laughs> firstly, <laughs> firstly yeah. the, is that, is the HSC, is that the be-all be and end-all, finishing high school? Uh, that, uh, so I think over the past few years, organized education, this is my personal view based on what I've seen, uh, it doesn't always have to be in traditional institutional um, how do you say, organizations, so to speak. Uh, Many people these days can become very successful regardless of whether they do attend university or not, depending on what it is that they'd like to put their hands at. So I have plenty of people in my own own circles who make, make a really good income, make a great... Uh, great meaningful work by uh, through the trades or who de- decide to develop their own businesses uh, or sell products or do these things that don't require uh, university education but for, for some people who may want uh, to to have a job say as a lawyer or as a as a physician of sorts or as an engineer of sorts uh, th- that's when traditional type of schooling and education can be quite useful. In my own experience, uh, I dropping out of school in year 10 uh, was probably the best thing that I'd ever done personally because it got me to stop 
and think about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. And that that space, you know, I I started and I did a a bit of trade work, and then I went into uh, working at McDonald's for uh, as a full time <laughs> as a full time uh, worker at McDonald's, and then I, I decided I I want to do something different, and and kind of there's a whole story back to that. So I don't know how much time we have today. But depending on how much time you want to have with us, that's what it's like. <laughs> we like to have it more. But Emil, before we take a short break, I like to ask you one one very um, sensitive question. If you can answer, please. Yes, you can. You know, Matt and, you, and I usually accept the payments in cash, but it's okay. You can give us a pin <laughs> pin number. Uh, Emil, <laughs> honesty. It's not something people um, like to share. Everybody expects honesty from somebody. You know, I just witnessed it so many times in my life. But that being said, you know, you honestly stated, you know, your part in life, you know, like, you know, you didn't say drop out, but you didn't go to school, then McDonald's, but yet you're becoming highly qualified, educated psychotherapist, successful podcaster. But if you help all these people, not but if, you're helping all these people, you know, different backgrounds, religions, and color skin, everything else. But who is helping Emil Barna? to deal with this load of everything. Okay, you don't need mm. to know the glorify Matt and I because we are your psychotherapist today, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, you're helping all these people, Emil, but who's helping Emil? Yeah. All right, so there's a short answer and there's a long answer to that one. <laughs> well, choose, choose because I'm very curious because, you know, you helping other ones, you know, what you don't know, like between students, Matthew Caruana, which I uh, truly believe you're going to befriend yourself between each other. Matthew mm. is uh, um, somebody who is helping the uh, high high school students, as he mentioned. What you don't know, Matt, he jumped from 35 meters tall building, uh, tried to commit suicide, but survived. So he ended up with me in the studio. So <laughs> that's, that's a tragedy <laughs> for him. Uh, but, you know, like even he needs the help, you know what I mean? And, and adjustments and alignments and, you know, mm. some, you know, whatever we want to call this. But, Yep. As well, in all honesty, you know, you're helping everybody because it's not just your job. You're doing this because you love to do this. Um, but somebody needs to help you. So how do you help yourself? Long answer, please. Yeah, okay. So there's, there's two things. I get this uh, this question a lot. So it does, or a variation of this question. How, how can you just sit there all day, listen to other people's problems? Does it ever weigh on you? Does it kind of stick with you? and that sort of stuff, how do you manage it? And the, the kind of answer that I, that I give is, uh, th there's a temperamental element to it, so uh, in terms of how I'm built, and then there's a personality element to it, and then there's that social element. So let's look at the temperamental element. I, I tend to not be affected, generally speaking, as much as you know, many other people in my field may be affected if somebody tells me some pretty disastrous things that have happened to them. I, I don't tend to get as emotionally involved in that sense as being wound up by those particular events. Therefore, I can remain relatively objective. And that kind of lingers with... It's, it's, it's uh, person, personality-wise... I can score quite quite low on the agreeableness element of of personality, which means I tend not to be as agreeable as other people, uh, 
and have lower lower t- a lower sense of emotional empathy the cognitive empathy is is a different thing now the 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 difference between those two is you can connect with somebody and see what's going through them cognitively and then the emotional element is when somebody tells you something you can kind of get wound up by it so much so that some some people may actually feel the same emotions or the same pain mm-hmm. as others may feel. I don't tend to, to get that involved from that sense, which puts me in a particular position where I'm like, I can hear what a person's saying and I can, out of interest, try to relate and empathize with them without becoming wound up by that. So that takes care of the how things don't necessarily stick with me. But at the same time, I'm I'm very I'm I'm very involved with my family. So I'm married. I've got two beautiful children. That's a little bit different. I have a very high emotional empathy with my children and with my wife. It doesn't. It but it seems that with other people who are not as close to me, there's a bit of a distinction there. When when I think about coming home, coming home to my children, coming home to my wife they power me as well what else powers me and that this has always been the case i always love to keep myself busy i wake up quite early in the morning i uh, go to sleep relatively late later at night i uh, do a lot of writing i do a lot of researching a lot of uh, interviewing other people i like to find out who is the bee's knees when it comes to understanding the best way of being yourself. I listen to a, to a lot of podcasts uh, and I, I exercise, I eat, I eat as well as I can. And you're all talking, these are... And you're talking to the Mario and the Matt on a live. <laughs> Such a privilege. No, it is, Emil. It is. Look, I knew you are you the different guy because one thing with Matt and I noticing with our guests, right, and um, we can share this publicly like everybody has a story in life everybody has uh, some different views and <clears throat> expectations from the life most of people believe mm-hmm. that life and the world owes them right and they are larger mm-hmm. than the larger than the i don't know supermarket life, life. life. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you know like you are the one who helped no ten or hundreds but thousands of people and yet you're being humble and being so preoccupied you know what I mean? Looking after yourself, looking after your family, and today being with us, that's what makes you unique in my and Matt's eyes. Mm. Maybe, Matt, you want to share something before we wind up? Or? Absolutely. And so one thing you touched on, ML, is what it sounds like is you not only serve and help support so many people, you put yourself first as well by making sure you support you. You aren't emotionally getting involved in these situations that, you know, these people, your clients that they're sharing with you. It's emotionally heavy. And so by distancing yourself emotionally, you're keeping yourself well, allowing yourself to support them because you yourself are supported. I love that. Mm. And that's, that's what I'm taking away from it. And I'd love to l- leave it on. I have like a five questions more before we go. Okay, look, I'll go take a short break. <laughs> we should go take yeah, a short break, break though. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to Alive 90.5. This is Business Insights with Mario Matt. Be sure to stick around. This interview with Emil is one you don't want to miss. Emil Barna, guys, go on social media. Instagram, Emil Barna. Have you ever thought of paying? 
paying off a prepaid funeral with none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance, $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Term 4 courses are open for enrolments at the Parramatta College and you have the option to learn either face-to-face in the classroom or online via Zoom. Courses include business and work skills, computer skills, leisure and lifestyle, languages. Fee-free training is also available, which is subsidised by the New South Wales Government and eligible criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enrol today. Call 9687 2072 or visit parramattacollege.edu.au Station sponsor. Are you ready for the beaches? Are you ready for the weekends? Are you ready for the summer? The summer's not ready for me. Are you ready for the long nights? With your body looking just right. Are you ready for the summer? The summer's not ready for me. Uh, Gangstop, it was ready for me. Stop going up heavy on me. No stress on me. Put that protect on me. I keep a check on me. Your girl sex on me. She likes summertime. Number six, number nine. Let me lie. Man, I mix it up and give it to her, baby, anytime. I got plenty time. Push that thing in the mind. I know exactly what to do, baby. You, baby, you ain't. I mean, you probably got a clue, but you ain't. Slim dick, summer fine, get Charles from Juicy Music, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's 29 minutes past two here on a live 90.5. This is Business Insights with Matt and Mario live with ML Barnard, who is based in Melbourne. We're very blessed with the beauty of 
telephones that we can have <laughs> live on radio. <laughs> well, imagine if you need to reach him, you know, like last few months, you know, I mean, where they had a lockdown, that would be, man, you know, everybody goes in the bed nine o'clock, you know, I mean, uh, well, what are we talking about? We see the same thing. But Emil, thank you for being with us in studio. Emil, I'd like to uh, start this part of the show with a, with, a, with a very few questions. I'm personally, um, how to say, interested, right? And i like to hear your professional opinion. Now, we are all uh, the slaves of social media. No question asked, you know, we can say, no, I can do this, I can do that. I say that before, like I can stop smoking, you know, like I can't, <laughs> I'm not married five times, you know, these things, <laughs> but things are going on. But uh, I do have the one question, why the people on social media, particularly all these big gurus, right, you know, so self-called gurus, started their statements with negativity or like to bring this thing you know to the public once upon a time i was young and you know my life was not good because my daddy bought me chocolate and then i decided to you know go work in uh, you know chocolate factory why do people have a tendency to bring all this negativity in conversations to prove themselves worthy and they are like you know they suffering so much and everything else can you just summon me this oh. one? particularly on our, on our business networks right yeah, this is an interesting question. All right, so <laughs> there are a few a few things that my mind my mind latched onto as yes. you were saying that. First thing is uh, you've heard of the the saying "sex cells." Sorry, mm-hmm. again in English. You have heard of the saying "sex cells." A sex sex cells. cells. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, all about that. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, what I would say, what I would say, also that negativity attracts. Now, when we think mm, of negativity. Yeah. When we think of negativity, uh, we have what's called a negativity bias that is inbuilt within each and every one of us. Mm. And there's a very real positive reason for this. If our brains are able to pick up on the negative things, then it can prepare us on how to act. So if we are able to notice in our environment Mm. a potential threat, our brain hyper-focuses on this threat. And when we hyper-focus on this particular threat, then we become more and more sensitized to threats in the future mm. so that we can react Interesting. in a positive way So to get out of that situation. Now, if I understand your, uh, your, thought, your, your question correctly, you said, why do people have a tendency to focus on the negative things that they have experienced in life Yes, because you know it's just just a brief way, because let's just say LinkedIn, I'm seeing a lot of those business life coaches, you know what I mean? Mm. And you know, those posts are starting like, you know, once upon a time my life was boo hoo hoo, cry me a river and like and this is the tips how do you be successful. Mm. And I couldn't mm. understand, I can't comprehend and try to use my little brain, you know what I mean? Why would I start something with negative, right? But you're the good guy, you know, who can explain this because you're helping others with a with a dark deeds, I would call this, right? Okay, well, so so Friedrich Nietzsche, the the very famous German philosopher who died in 1900, uh, said this, and many of you have heard this before, but may not know this is where it comes from. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Now that comes from a philosophical approach that when you overcome something then necessarily you have overcame something that was out to cause you threat, to yeah. cause you destruction. And it adds a sort of authenticity to say that this is what I have accomplished and this is how I have done it. 
in a way to establish a validity to the story that you are about to espouse. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, why do we do this? Uh, it, you have to ask for each person's individual motivation. So yes. if you're on social media and somebody is trying to sell a product and, saying, and they want to create a, a need for that product, it has to appeal to most people. So mm. uh, I, I've, say I've experienced stress. Hey, are you guys feeling stressed? Your heart's picking up or you know, you're slouching or, or this or that. This is what I've got for you. This is how I used to be and this is how I fixed it. It's appealing because many people, uh, just like in social media, we, we are very attracted to quick fixes. And if somebody presents a quick fix, then of course, I mean, our, our body, our mind, our whole being wants to, to avert danger. That's, yeah. that's the kind of thing. And mm. so if a person is trying to sell something, sell a story, sell a, an idea or sell a product, then it's often you need to create a need for that, which is what business is all about. And then a very simple way of, of maximizing your response to that through what it is that you are offering. And the only way that you can do that, well, one of the ways you could do that is by saying, I've been through it too. I'm not just talking out of my ass. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. We didn't have that time to press the button. Eh? But, <laughs> but see, but our, our personal never, you know, when I see posts like this, you know, start all this, you know, I understand the sales process, right? But I truly believe that people have the serious issues when they start talking with this crime river story. You see, as I say, I'm sitting next to Matthew Corona who jumped from the building and he saw suicide with his own eyes. And, you know, I, I, I never heard from him, you know, Mario, you know, like, wow, well, your well, life was this and that. He said what he's, mm. you know, you guys are living to talk on off the radio, offline. Mm. But <clears throat> tell us, Emil, something. Last 12 months, what did you saw as a psychotherapist, your biggest concern or the biggest field of work in Melbourne during the lockdown? What did you saw, Emil, uh, increase or maybe decreasing, you know, I mean, or how did you help the people? The, the most concerning thing that I'd experienced, I think, is the tribalization that's been happening. The tribalization. Say, say this now, in English. No, no, I mean, okay. Now, let's, let's think about what, what does that even mean now? Yes. <laughs> that's correct. Like, <laughs> for me. This is important because to be tribal or, or the, the tribalization is that there are more and more groups that a person can pledge allegiance to these days uh, and that can create conflict now i think mm. it's really really difficult because to be uh, think of think of tribes different tribes back in the day when mm. we lived out of um, caves you know the tribe over the hill was was the unknown the danger the the person and people we had to uh, watch out for and now these days there has been a lot of a lot of distrust with many, many people who are responding in particular ways to things like government mandates or lockdowns or whether a person is vaccinated or unvaccinated or the mental health effects on the children and and all this sort of stuff. So you, you can kind of align yourself to so many different, how do you say, so many different clans. Yes. And if, if you belong to one clan, then, you know, humans being humans, we, we find safety in numbers. 
and we want to demonize the out group. You know, they're the group mm. that is different to us. This is just what we do on a day-to-day basis as a way of you know, managing our own survival. Sounds like the we're just creating division within society. Just, it is. It's like, we're, it's like we're choosing to divide ourselves up based on our, what we identify with. I'm mm. vaxxed, I'm anti-vaxxed, yeah. I'm liberal, I'm labor, whatever you want to call it yourself, right? Certainly. And so, I, I so, think... Yeah. Please continue, That's been the most troubling element of what I've seen in the past two years. Uh, in as simple as uh, whether a person wears a mask or does not wear a mask, or uh, you know, a person is vaccinated or unvaccinated, a person votes Labour or Liberal, or a person is traumatised or not traumatised. I, I think it's really, it's really difficult here, and, I, and I, I use the word trauma in a very particular way because what I... I think I, I am seeing over the time that I have been kind of observing these things over the past two years is that there seems to be almost a collective trauma that many people are experiencing on account of the division that we are experiencing these days. But more so than that, a collective trauma is that we, we can begin to find ways to notice all, all the negative stuff that's going on. We see this with, with this variant or that variant. It, it creates fear, and fear creates a drive to safety, and a drive to safety uh, can lead people to the bottle or, or you know, to, to try to find safety in other ways. So addiction starts to increase. Uh, the this, this stress on mental health services starts to starts to increase. Uh, we start to see people experiencing a lot more mental health issues. We see the waiting lists are just over the moon these days when it comes mm. to providing services. Uh, we see people waiting you know, six months to see a, a psychologist or a counsellor or, uh, or a drug and alcohol worker or something. It's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. And the thing that's... I, I think the thing that is the most partly confusing and on the other part very, very troubling is that mental health practitioners such as psychologists and therapists don't appear to be as vocal as I would have thought they would be in relation to the effect. That's very interesting observation. Do you think that they've been caught maybe in in the trap of it all, the whole illusion of the division? I can, I can only speak based on my own, you know, what I've seen around me. And I can also see, what I can see is that, yes, there is an element of being caught, so to speak. Like, in, like there's, a, there's a huge net that's been thrown out and you've just, you've just been caught in it and you, you're dragged along uh, with everything that's going on. Like a troll on a seafloor, yeah. But then there's also things like um, what a what a person can or cannot say based on the professional affiliation that they have uh, at some point. At one point, if you were to say something against what the the professional affiliation that you were with uh, advised, yeah. so such as APRA, if you, if you were to say anything against lockdowns, then the psychologist could be called into question or lose their license. And this limits a lot of 
the discussion around the mental health effects that we have seen. And only recently have we seen more and more of these impacts, impacts of suicidal ideation, but not just that, suicide attempts and resuscitation attempts, which have risen significantly since 2019. Yeah, I saw that there's some, somewhere I saw some, some uh, analytics over this one. Uh, mm. CPR, I want to say PCR, CPR, um, yeah. and uh, you know, it's a, that's a good indication what's happening in there, and that's the reason why I asked you in the beginning uh, that question, the start of the show, Emil, we all expected someone to help us, right, and we are not all uniquely built mentally, you know, I can I can tell you the beautiful story, you know me, oh man, I'm so strong, but I found the times when I was, you know, dealing very difficult you know, I mean, with my mm. with my own personality, because I was changing and adapting to something I'm really not. But on that note, I tell you something: everything is finishing <clears throat> one way or another. Every every one door closed, one door is open. So what I saw, like you just touch this base, it's remind me of my parents, right? <laughs> and my father, mm. and you can ask your parents as well, Emil. My father was used to be listening Voice of America, right, in communism. And that was mm. forbidden because every radio, every uh, transmission device was need to be registered by government. You pay the taxes and everything else, right? <laughs> Long story short, my father would wake up 4.30 in the morning, walk in the, in the bathroom, cover himself with a blanket in the bathtub, right? Having coffee and a smoke. Can you imagine under the blanket how it looks like? <laughs> 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 and guess what? My mom dubbed him. My mom dubbed him to the uh, to the to the local intelligence office, right? Because, as you said, it's safety safety is in the numbers, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. my mom dubbed my father. My father ended up <laughs> 17 days in prison, right? <laughs> Being all <laughs> smashed, you know, by secret police and everything else. <laughs> so he can need to. So he can see. So he needs to dub some other people. He couldn't, you know, what I mean, because he couldn't invent it. You know, I mean, the names and everything else. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is, Emil. I live in a society who was dubbing each other. Society was a totalitarian and everything else. And doesn't matter, you know, sooner or later, we all need to pay the price. You know what I mean? Particular mm. decision makers and, you know, people who suffer and everything else. And I'm very grateful to I know you today talking to you because hearing from somebody who is professional dealing with this on daily basis, and I believe you saw very young, you know, people in, in, your, in your office, I'll, I'll call the office, I apologize if I should call differently. And the people who are, you know, much more older than myself. So I'm very thankful that Melbournians have the Emil Barna who can help them. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to Line 90.5, Business Insights with Matt and Mari, Emil Barna from Melbourne with us. Stay tuned, you'll be glad you did. Told you that I never would I Told you I changed Even when I knew I never could Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you I need you to stay Need you to stay I get drunk Wake up I'm wasted still I realize the time that I wasted I feel like you can't feel the way You can't be right here. I do the same 
Community News is a fortnightly free local publication packed with stories about local people, news, puzzles and a whole lot more, including history, a guide to community groups, tradesmen and a variety of local advertisers. Supporting the community for 35 years and as a proud sponsor of Alive 90.5, we believe it's important to keep our community connected. Enjoy your coffee with station sponsor Hills to Hawkesbury Community News. Pick up a copy at your local shopping centre, visit hillstohawkesbury.com.au or follow them on Facebook. McGrath Estate agents understand that selling your home is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. With award-winning teams in the hills, their service goes above and beyond any other to create great results and lifelong relationships to deliver the best possible result. Brett Humby of McGrath Estate Agents will unlock value in your home you never knew existed. To realise more and experience the McGrath Advantage with Brett Humby, head to mcgrath.com.au or search Brett Humby today. Station sponsor. Hexagon Home Loans is your trusted mortgage broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station Sponsor. All the local news and all the great music. On your sound, your community. Alive 90.5. to Pick and Mix with Anne and Julie on Alive 90.5. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station sponsor. What's on at Workers? Enjoy free live music every Saturday night at Workers Blacktown. Every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Workers Sports. And every Sunday afternoon at Workers Humitus. Plus enjoy a full range of dining facilities. Visit the website at www.workersclub.com.au 
for the full music schedule, plus plenty of other activities including raffles, bingo, promotions and fun events. Workers is your club. Station sponsor. Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. Go, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Alive 90.5. It's 10 minutes to 3 here on the Live 90.5. This is Business Insights with Mario and Matt. And just on that last ad, the community service announcement, are you okay checking in? I think there couldn't be a better, more timely point to have that that ad play out. And we're live with Emil Barnard, the psychotherapist based in Melbourne. And Emil, I've got a question for you based on, you know, with Melbourne having gone through that incredibly tough time something that oh, I could not picture I mean like in Sydney yeah we had four months five months whatever in lockdown but you guys had a, a ridiculous number of days in lockdown compared to us mm. were you seeing an increase in people checking in with one another being asking are you okay how are you feeling how are you really feeling did you see an increase in that or did you or did people more shy away from it that's a good question um I'm not. I'm not sure. I did any more than usual. What I did see was that people were discussing the external threat more, which is to say that, which is to say that the, the stresses were being discussed. So mm. whether that was COVID, whether that was infection rates, whether that was case rates, whether that was uh, lockdowns and the rest of that. So people were talking more about that, uh, and as as a byproduct of that everyone would have had their own views on what was going on and those views were being shared but I, but as for openness in in taking in somebody else's view based on what it is that they were if you agreed with them or, or didn't agree with them I'm not, I'm not sure I, I I saw as much support as I would have liked as a as a therapist I mean it is, it's part and parcel of my job to check in with people and how, you know, how are they doing. But mm. in the general population, I'm not sure I saw that as much, apart from in certain uh, online pages, uh, there may be some, some presence uh, who were some online presence in, say, Instagram or, or Facebook or what have you, where people were creating groups and posting things that were going on and the effects of things like lockdowns and then you'd have uh, in the virtual world you have comments and and people discuss discussing mental health more more so so i'm not sure if that if that led to people being supported though i do know there there were a few cases where people who were in in uh, trouble were being supported by the community um it's just it may just be that i hadn't seen it personally what do you guys think? Mm, yeah, so I found it to be, I don't know, quite an interesting situation where it, the conversations around mental health were definitely, you know, 
being more prevalent, being more spoken about in my experience. I mean, like, and obviously with the work that I do, I'm very much in that space, though it didn't seem to be happening, at least from my from my perspective on a personal level as much. Publicly, mm-hmm. people were talking about it, you know, make sure you're still eating enough food, still exercising, still drinking yep. enough water, still talking in and checking in with your mates, but who was actually doing it? Maybe but I can say I can say Matt and sorry to cut you off there. It, it certainly was not happening from a from a, a governmental level or a media mm. level where people were checking in. Apart from probably the trademark call lifeline, if you're having an issue or something like that, uh, there wasn't a, a a focus on mental health at all. In fact, the chief psychiatrist uh, here in Melbourne was only brought to one press conference towards the end of uh, one of the final lockdowns that we were having, their voice was just not heard throughout the entire process. Uh, And even when it was heard, it was probably like a a few minutes here and there, Uh, but there there was just no presence of that, which is what disappointed me the most from a mental health point of view. We are supposed to be here to, to provide help, and you know, God knows I was trying to do that as much as I could, which is why I started the podcast, which is why I, I started having conversations with other people and offering the support that I offer through my business and through my online presence and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I've got to say that I would have liked to see a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And I can um, understand maybe the bit of frustration <laughs> you're feeling because I definitely feel that myself as well. I think it's it's like it's almost hard to, and I'm just trying to see it from maybe the government's perspective. And while I might not quietly might not agree with it, the whole process of you know having to put you know certain restrictions in place and then talking about mental health, it always seems contradictory. And but that, I mean, we should <laughs> leave politics aside. I think, mm. yeah, yeah. And I think that now that we're out of lockdown, now that, you know, we can we can essentially live almost almost like we, you know, did before, pre-COVID, what do you think the average person can do for not only themselves, but also the people around them to maintain good mental health and also promote better mental health? That's a very good question. I think that's that's one of the more practical questions that I that I love to address. And I, I also want to frame it in a way to say that each state is very different. So, for example, in New South Wales, I understand they have the Freedom Day today. Uh, in Melbourne, we don't yet have that, and it's still a matter of uh, people being offered uh, some. Uh, there is still that that separation between people who who have been vaccinated versus people who have not been vaccinated being offered different abilities to engage with the community, uh, Mm. within the community. So what I always go back to is to find something in your life that you do have control over. This is extremely pivotal when it comes to moving forward in your day-to-day. So uh, there, there was a man called Viktor Frankl, and he he died quite some decades ago, uh, but he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and he was a, 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 a psychiatrist who 
went through the concentration camps in in Buchenwald, I think it was, in, in Auschwitz, and he wrote a book on his experiences there. What he saw was that as soon as people lost hope, within a few days, they died. Within a few days, they died. Within a few days, they died. When they had nothing to look forward to, they died. Now, what does that mean for us? For him, it was a matter of you cannot control every single circumstance that is around you. When you know, being enclosed in in the four walls that he was enclosed under, with the work camps, with the uh, shoot on site, if somebody were attempting to break out, with the minimal food and and all the rest of the experiences that there's this horrific experiences where uh, that. Holocaust survivors had experienced, he went back to the one thing that you have to your control is what you say to yourself in a particular situation. Everything else can be taken away from you, every single freedom, so to speak, except the freedom to choose how to think and how to feel about a situation. Now that's, that's the, the beginning. I think that there's a germ of a beginning there where we can start to consider what is it that I have within my control in the here and now. For me, I can speak from my experience and the experience that I've shared with my clients and helped my clients through. It's about choosing a time to wake up, being consistent with that, mm. having a glass of water in the morning, setting your, your body up for the rest of the day, getting some sort of physical routine going, getting some sort of exposure to the sun, getting some sort of exposure to other people as much as you can, doing something that you have within your control that is not limited by the other things that are happening around you. Because routine and consistency will create a series of expectations that you know are going to happen day by day by day. What is taken away from you is certainty when we go through, say, a lockdown or go through a pandemic. We don't know what's around the corner. Uh, for people who are anxious about the disease, you know, it's an, quite frankly, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing for, for many of those people to see that there's an invisible enemy out there that's going to pounce on you at any point of the day and take you down and potentially kill you if you're... You know, immune compromised or you, you, if you're elderly or have other sorts of issues that are going on. 